This podcast is brought to you by Eisner Award-winning Legend Comics and Coffee in Omaha, Nebraska, and supporting listeners like you. Go to TwoHeadedNerd.com and click donate, or visit Patreon.com backslash TwoHeadedNerd to become a supporter today. Ha-cha! Yes? Ho, ho, ha, ha! Remember me, old son? Jolly Welcome to Two Headed Nerd Comic Book Podcast, first and only Facebook talk show. We call it THN Cover to Cover, and it is Saturday, January 26th. Did I guess that right? I think that's correct. Holy shit! Here's how it works. Every Saturday from 11.30 to 12.30 Central Standard Time, Joey and I are talking all things comics and nerd-related crap with you nerds live. You can call us at 402-819-4894, or you can click our Facebook Call Now button if you want to get in on the action. If you can't be here live, it's still cool. You can leave us a message or send us an MP3 to TwoHeadedNerd at gmail.com. Before we get started here, Joe Patrick, we got a wordy one. I need you to reset your question of the week. All right, yeah, this week's question comes from me. It is for you. Mm-hmm. Uh, I recently bought up a bunch of old comics on Comixology. Uh, they had their big old winter sale, and I took advantage of it. And I had been reading the Spider-Man tie-ins for Acts of Vengeance, which was a line-wide storyline that saw Earth's supervillains swapping enemies in an effort to overwhelm and defeat the heroes. They were swinging. They were swinging. It was like a big old supervillain key party. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was a huge story that impacted almost every title, but you didn't have to read a bunch of other crap to understand what was going on, and there was no main miniseries to follow. So I want to know, what is your favorite non-crossover story event? For example, did you love it when DC uh, had those themed annuals like Elseworlds or JL Ape or uh, Year One some Atlantis years ago? Attacks. Uh, that was a crossover. Oh. Because you had to go from annual to annual to follow. Oh, I suppose that's right. Uh, did you really love it when the demons invaded New York during Inferno? You could just read uh, the Daredevil Inferno issues and have a really kick-ass story Holy where a vacuum shit, tries to good. eat Daredevil. And that outfit that Madeline Pryor wore. Yeah, the Goblin Queen. Uh, so I'm talking about storylines that impacted the whole uh, line Storylines that impacted the whole. Got it. Yeah, that just really <laughs> impacted the whole. Uh, but you did not have to bounce from series to series to enjoy, and there was no main series to invest in. Right. You could just enjoy what you enjoyed. Okay. I love it. That sounds like fun. I'm going to turn the ringer on. We are live. The ringer is on. We want to hear from you. Call us, 402-819-4894. There's all manner of other crap to talk about. Marvel is going to win some Oscars. Black Panther is up for seven Seven Oscar awards, which is insane. Uh, Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse is a lock. It is an absolute lock for best animated film. No question. Totally agree. Yeah, absolutely. There is uh, the second episode of Deadly Class went up. I have not watched it yet, but I'm super excited to do so. It was good. I can't wait. I watched it last night. Got another episode of Star Trek Discovery to watch. Mm. Super pumped about that. Mm -hmm. There's all manner of comic book crack coming down the pipe. We heard that uh, Bendis is launching a new, what's it called? Leviathan! Leviathan. Yeah. You have to yell it. Yeah, they're going to be like a spy or a criminal organization, we don't really know, that's going to go through and like- They're a criminal organization. Devour mm-hmm. all the other DC criminal organizations. That sounds like fun. Yeah, I'm, I'm into totally it. down. And we've got the big Thor event is starting real quick Ooh, here. War of the Realms, yeah. Yeah, real quick here. Like- Pretty soon. Next week. 
I think, is the preview no, for Oh, no, 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 no. Two weeks. Two weeks, something like that. You lift your mic up a little bit, so there you go. So you're talking to the kids. I can't see the. I can't see my screen when I don't do Don't be a baby. Give me a break. While we are waiting for you jerks to call us, let's check in with our voicemail here. Uh, remember, we have David Robbins, who called in last week to answer this week's question. Oh, that's right. That's right. Let's start uh, with David. Prematurely. Totally his fault and not at all ours for skipping multiple weeks. No, 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 no. It got confusing there. We were on like a cross time caper for a while. I apologize. Was that a Google voice call? Mm-hmm. Okay. Here it is. I think January 19th. I think that's it. Yep. Yeah. What you got for us, David Robbins? Hey, Patrick says Punisher season two dropped like a bunch of Russian bodies. <laughs> it did. <laughs> Good morning, nerds. David Robbins calling in with oh, my... Hey, just in time. We'll get to you in a second, sir. Thank you for calling THN Cover to Cover. Caller, who be this? JD got a catch. Hey! All right. JD, back in the number one position. How are we, buddy? Woo-hoo. Are you still reading DC Comics? Is this still a thing? Uh, uh, kind of. Uh, I haven't really had time. There were really good uh, current non-Marvel, non-DC comics that I read this week that just kind of imploded my brain. So. I, didn't know you, I didn't know you even did that. I thought you were strictly a digital man. Oh, I do read digital, but I, I subscribe to a couple of uh, like day and date that I purchased through Comixology. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah. Primarily just the Uncle Warren stuff. So Fair enough. <laughs> what do you want to rap about today? Uh, well, on that note, Wildstorm number 19. Holy shit. I got to catch up. I got to catch up. I am like, yeah, you do. I'm on issue three. I am six (laughs) issues behind. I think I've been saving it in chunks because it kind of came out. It, I mean, it wasn't really late, but it was kind of coming out late for a little bit there. And the story is so heady and so involved that it's like, I got to read this in a chunk or I'm going to go, Whoa, what was going on here? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, they're back on schedule. They're back on schedule, but uh, uh, he's doing it. I mean, they—they're up. They're coming up to the authority. Really? Yeah, I saw that. Yeah. Nice. And and he and he's dro- and he's dropping hints about planetary. Oh, fun! That's awesome. And like the, 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 on the, this is a spoiler because it's on the cover. But on the cover of this issue is the Mars 1955 Zippo lighter. What? Really? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, craps. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I haven't even seen the cover yet. That is awesome. Um, none, yeah. And again, Apollo, Midnighter, they've all been just sort of erased from the DCU. They're gone. Separate. Yeah, but Apollo and Midnighter are on the, are on the first page of this one. So Good. That's where they belong. That's where I want them. Yeah. I do not want them in my DC comics. I do not need an homage to Superman and Batman in a universe where Superman and Batman exist. That's stupid. Where we right. also also okay. have Shazam and Power Girl and right. <laughs> all these other. We don't need exactly. it. Exactly. It don't make no damn yeah, sense. And then, yeah. And uh, the other thing I read this week, uh, I just heard you guys' review of uh, Ultimate Buffy. Mm-hmm. What'd you yeah, think? Yeah, Ultimate Buffy. Mm-hmm. I loved it. I thought it was great. It I, was very I, good. And, you're, and Joe, you're... you're, you're coinage of the ultimate Buffy term that's perfect yeah you know and I think we're I think we're in an age of ultimate stories because I mean if you look at it Wildstorm is basically yeah ultimate, ultimate, ultimate Wildcats yeah. more or less yeah yeah mm-hmm. uh so I think it's really cool um the other thing I want to talk about is I heard in last week's 
cover to cover, you were talking to uh, Stephen, or in response to Stephen Fino's voicemail, you guys are absolutely wrong about Wild Beast. <laughs> Wild Beast? Wild Beast. Fantastic Beast. Oh, Fantastic Beast. Fantastic Beast. <laughs> oh, sorry. Okay. Uh, Wild beasts and where to find them. <laughs> <laughs> wrong, wrong and we're, we're wrong to dislike it, yeah. you mean? Or? Wild beasts, I think, is like, that's the uh, homoerotic fan fiction version of fan fiction. Oh, trust me, I'm sure that slash fic is out there. I haven't but, seen the movie. Uh, Did you see the movie and you liked it? Oh, I love them. Uh, I, I have the very unpopular opinion of the, the, the Newt Scamander films. Both of them are my favorite of all of the Harry Potter films. Get out of here. <laughs> Hold on. Now, come on. Jeffrey. Serious. Yeah. Son. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, okay. So my reasoning for that is, for one thing, when it comes to any fiction about a magical world, I get really bored easily of watching people learn. I like to watch full-fledged wizards that know what the fuck they're doing. Yeah, right. okay. I'll give and you that fair. one. Yeah. That's one fair. One of the other things I love about the way, especially especially the way they portray Newt Scamander, the main, the main character, is his wand isn't, isn't a gun. You know, by the end of the Harry Potter movies, I mean, the only spells they were casting were shooting at each other. Yeah, pretty much. That was like everything and, they did was and, shooting. Yeah. And Newt, I mean, Newt teleports. He uses... He uses the Accio command. He levitates things. He makes things appear. He reads. I mean, he's, he casts spells. He's, he, he does magic. I'll give you that. I'll uh, give you that. I really liked the a, first film. I very much enjoyed yeah, it. Yeah, the first one was awesome. And the second one is just as good. I mean, in fact, it gets a little bit better because Newt, Newt is a little bit more fully formed, so you're not learning about him, but, he, but he's digging into that version of the character that I love about him. He is the best pacifist hero since the doctor in my opinion okay here now you're not the first person to tell me that the movie was very good and i am i plan on watching it it may uh -huh. have suffered from the johnny depp casting and people being so down on johnny depp <sighs> that they punished the movie for it and it's not the movie's yeah, fault and, that doesn't make the movie I bad no, that's what I'm saying. It's not the movie's fault that Johnny Depp was have, cast. But I think a lot of well, people were like, why are you still casting this woman-beating, washed-up, drunk piece of shit in these movies? There's no reason to well, do it. What were you going to say, Jeff? And again, I'll have, and, and again, I'll have another unpopular opinion. He does an amazing job in the role. I'm sure he does. Johnny Depp is a good yeah, actor. He, he just happens to be a terrible <laughs> person. Yeah. Um, I mean... Well, again, there's... I mean... It's allegations. There's not anything that's been nah, proven. She had bruises. Any. She had bruises and like slap marks and stuff. She took pictures. It's yeah. Like, okay. Look. look Amber Heard. We're got, not like we're not we're not putting we're not doing this. And I think Johnny Depp admitted yeah, it okay. too. But like, regardless of of who's in the movie, like I just I right. can't agree with you there, Jeff. Like I fell asleep in the theater watching the first one. I can't remember the last time I fell asleep actually watching a movie that I paid for. In a theater. Oh, well, the mean, first one? The first know, one, yeah. I no. really like the first no, one. No, no, because you were with me bashing on it last week. No. Yes. No, yes. I liked the first Fantastic Beasts. I thought it was great. No, I, last, last week Matt was talking about the second one. Yeah. Oh, which was, he hasn't even seen. Which I haven't seen, and I admit I haven't seen yeah. it, but like, it got kicked around, definitely. Yeah. Oh, yeah, it definitely got kicked around. and they, but, but, I mean, I'll, I'll be honest with you, the whole J.K. Rowling uh, Wizarding World fandom is getting almost as toxic as oh, Star Wars. Oh, absolutely. 
absolutely. on the other side. Sure. I do I think mean, it was total bullshit, though, that they were like, yeah, we're going to reveal that Dumbledore was gay and this was his boyfriend. And there's nothing wrong with that. Great. And then they're like, mm, no, we're not. But we'll mention it after the fact. Like, no, <laughs> no, 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 no. Uh, that doesn't count. Yeah, but if you watch the, if you watch the film, I mean, yes, I will say that they are doing a lot of trying to have their cake and eat it, too. Yeah. But there's definitely implications, and it's very, very... I mean, I could make the revisionist argument that for the era that the film was set in, uh, he says he, he goes about as, far, close, uh, about as far and as close to admitting to having a relationship with him as he could in 1920s. Yeah, but they knew they were gay when they were alone. It's not they were like, oh, our secret is so awful that we can't even be gay when we're alone. You know, that's like that's like the fucking monster were, talking to itself in, when it's all by itself in Scooby-Doo. You know, like, rah, 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 I'm alone. In the, in, the, <laughs> in the film, they were never alone. All right, I haven't seen the film. I don't know. Yeah, but you keep yeah, making the these film, proclamations about it, though. No, okay, yeah. And it's, it's not, not like, stopping you from making these not judgments like Johnny about Depp this movie been that like, you haven't seen. Well, hello, boyfriend. Like, hello, yeah. other boyfriend. <laughs> Let me see your weenus, Dumbledore. Right. You're, you're, yeah, dumb, think... you're Dumbledongus. <laughs> what? Uh, no, nothing. I was just making it stupid. You're Dumbledongus? You're Dumbledongus. <laughs> Show me the Dumbledongus. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. I just I thought the movie was really good. I thought I mean, regardless, I mean, that's, of, like I'm glad that you like it. Issue. Okay, you know what? I'm watching it tonight. I'm watching it tonight. I'm, I'm glad that you like it, but I I think that it suffers. I think it suffers from the Hobbit syndrome in the sense that they took a short story, yeah, and they tried to make four hours worth of movies out of it, yeah. And the first one just was boring to me, and I fell asleep. I'm sorry. Fair enough. I like. I will watch the second one. JD, I got another call coming in. I got to cut you off, brother. But we'll talk to you soon. See you, JD. Talk to you later. Thank you for calling THN Cover to Cover. Who be this? It's Brian Domingos. Brian Domingos. Hello, Brian. You got name dropped on the uh, main show, just so you know. But it's all good. Oh. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, it's all good. Cool. We're not like. Have you seen him lately? What did you say about him? Uh, when we record the end, you'll oh, see. Okay, we're not there yet. <laughs> we're not done yet. Sorry. <laughs> what do you want to rap about, buddy? Um, I just watched uh, the. I'm, I'm actually halfway through the second uh, Deadly Class episode. Okay, nice. Um, and I'm super into the comic. I've talked about it a million times, and I think the show is a departure from the story, but like the tones in the casting is perfect. Yes, I agree. Rick Remender came out and said. I am doing something different here, and honestly, some of this is stuff that I wish I would have done in the comics. Yeah, it's the, um, just everything, of, like, Henry Rollins, who kind of, it's weird, he kind of looks like my grandfather. He's great, funny. I love it. He's uh, great. As the Snape of, the, of yeah. Kings Dominion. Yeah, but he, he's, he's awesome, and they're just, like, the cast, it's, it's weird that it's, like, a big thing, but, like, they look so much like them that it's, like, this is... I can't believe... It, Cause it's one thing to go and like, look, we need a good Lord. I thought Joe Patrick was going to puke. It's one thing to be like, all right, we need an Asian girl. who looks like this Asian girl in the comic. And we need a Latino, a Latina girl looks like, but like they got to be able to act too. You can go find somebody who looks just like them, but that doesn't mean they can act. <laughs> and these kids yeah, are no, fantastic. It's, it's almost like they are drawings come to life, which is, yeah. you know, pretty amazing. And, um, and it's just, it's kind of the juxtaposition of, like, I love that book. I got the hardcovers so that I can, you know, they'll stay for in good shape forever. Yeah. And I only, I only do that on books that I like really, really, 
you know, want to be able to read in 10 years. Yeah. Um, when this is all said and like, done, I'm going to buy the big sexy ones. I already know. Like I've got room on the shelf for them. Definitely. Yeah. They're, 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 I mean, they are, they're really something that you could see someone at the school use it to kill someone with them. Like they're that big totally. and dense and heavy. Like they're too big to be books. They're great. <laughs> um, but like when I, um, I was watching it and I'm thinking like, Preacher, they could not have done the comic. They just couldn't have. But the preacher story is so about the journey yeah. that the other side trips, like, I don't care. I, I'm not, I'm not interested. Like I couldn't, I can't watch the show. I don't think it's good. I just, I, I watched a couple episodes and it's missing the heart and the soul. I'm and with the, you. The, you know, like they change so much that it's like, it's just not the same thing. Yeah. And, it, and it feels like, it feels like fan fiction where like, this is, a real adaptation. Like this is a, a departure, but it feels like it, it feels like it exists in the same. It's almost like alternate pages. The problem is yeah. Garth Ennis is not working on preacher. He gets a production credit. He's not writing anything. He came in and went, yeah, that looks cool. I like that. Sure. Whatever. And he got a paycheck, but Rick Remender is not only producing this. He's one of the writers on the show. So, I mean, and I think that's the, I think that's the main difference between a show like Preacher. Yeah, he's and intimately like involved in the production. That's it. Yeah. And like, and Preacher, yeah. people like it and they think it's a fun show. And I don't know if they read the book or not, you know, but I know some people that did and they're like, yeah, I have fun with it. I think it's okay. But no one's calling it a fucking masterpiece. And most of the people I know that love Preacher, Zach Hollowell, most loudly will be like, fuck that show. <laughs> this has nothing to do with my favorite comic book. You know, I mean, yeah, I went, into, I I went mean, into, sorry, Brian, go ahead. No, it's just, you know, preacher is like a top 10, like maybe, I mean, it used to be like a top five and now maybe like a six, but it's like, it's up there. Like it, and, and it is some of the subject matter is at this point, you know, almost 20 years later and some right. cases 20 problematic. Like I get that. And I don't expect, a lot of the stuff to be exact, but they could tone stuff down and, and adjust it. And, and, but they just did like this total departure and things are drastically different. And like, and, you know, casting Tulip is, you know, um, you know, where she's black, like that doesn't really affect. Yeah. It doesn't change any. It's not like, I'm like, Oh, I can't believe they did that. Like, okay, go for it. Yeah. But fine. Whatever. I don't, I, but don't make but the character so violently different too. Yeah, I feel like they, the there's issue. a lot. I mean, I mean, Tulip is very specific, and right. she is. There's those defining things that when I think of her, I think of you know, um, you know, wife's dead. Um, you know, baby's here. It, you know, baby's a girl. Wife's dead. Right. You know, like the it, the disappointment of the father, and then like the you know him being shot. Well, you know, I mean, spoilers for, for <laughs> Tulip's dad, but shot while um, hunting. You know, like I remember these really specific things about like this you know, dirt poor redneck Absolutely. girl. And Absolutely. There is, there is a version, she, you know, there's something you could do with that to, to have Tulip still be Tulip, but they're like, Oh, they're friends since they were kids. And it's like, no, 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 no. Like that's, that does Tulip doesn't know grandma. She doesn't know Jody. She right. doesn't know all that stuff. Right. And that's what makes all that stuff so startling. Cause it's a secret. Well, right? Like Jesse's hiding it from everyone. And, but like what you so, said about like, how they need, they could tone some stuff down or some of the subject matter is problematic. Just make it set in the late eighties, early nineties. That's what deadly class is doing. And they're addressing yeah. the same type shit, but they're like, Hey, this was the eighties. Things were different. You know, I mean, just do that same thing. Set it in the time period that preacher took place. 
and and give I, us the I, story. I just think it has a lot to do with like Seth Rogen and that like we're gonna re we're you know smoking a doob. We're gonna redo this. Like I've got this idea, and wouldn't this be yeah. awesome? And I wish they'd done this where it was like Rick Remender and like the Russo brothers. Like right. we're doing Deadly Class because we love Deadly Class. Like it's not. Exactly. I love these yeah. characters. I want to tell stories about them. It's we're doing this book and that's, and it's different. And I, I don't mind. I mean, it's already drastically different, but it's the characters are the same. Like, you know, you see cheek. I mean, Chico is so awful and I can't wait for him to die, but it's like, it's all that stuff. Like it's, spoiler alert. It's, it's, <laughs> if you haven't read the first volume, like, come on, that was like six years ago. I'm just saying it hasn't okay. happened in the show um, yet. So <laughs> spoiler yeah, no, no, at least halfway through episode two, even though um, they hesitate. Um, but it, you know, it could happen, but, there's just, a, I don't know. It's, it's cool. And I, I paused the show to come and call you and, and talk about it. Cause it's great. It is fantastic. Um, yeah. It's very good. I'm really enjoying it. Uh, just a word of warning. We're adding a new, uh, a new section to the THN forums. It's going to be THN TLDR where we do our recaps of major events. So get ready for that to come in. Why are you okay. warning him about that? Because Brian Domingos is the god king of the THN forum. Okay. He rules over it. <laughs> All right. So, <laughs> Joe, we're, we're obviously having a staff meeting right now. I yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I'm, sorry, I'm, sorry. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, the adults are talking, Joe. I, I, okay. <laughs> sorry, I went out to get coffee. Uh, sorry. <laughs> Brian, it is always good to hear from you, buddy. Yeah, thanks, guys. Have a good week. All you right, too. you too. Bye, Brian. All right, let's go back to this voicemail that we were getting here. Backing it up. All the way back. There we go. Good morning, nerds. David Robbins calling in with my answer to the question of the week. Uh, I normally like to call in live, but I got some family business going on today, so I'm not going to be able to make that window. But I uh, wanted to call in and be part of the show anyway uh, and wish you guys a happy new year. Um, I hope this is a valid answer to the question of the week uh, for the favorite non-crossover crossover. Um, it's not really a storyline, but more a theme within the books. Uh, I'm going to go with Nuff Set. Um, totally counts. a month where every title released an issue with no dialogue. Oh yeah. Uh, all only illustrations and, and I, I kind of really dug it. Uh, my favorite amongst them was exiles where it just showed the entire team coming home, just road weary from a mission and all crashing in a hotel. Some with, uh, more activity after hours than others. Hey, but, uh, yeah, that's about it. Um, hope you guys are doing well surviving in the blizzard. We're, uh, we're hit a little rough here in Milwaukee ourselves, but, uh, you know, us Midwesterners are tough and can handle it. Oh, yeah. Um, I'll uh, talk to you guys soon, hopefully. Um, take it easy. Later. Enough said, you, was, enough said was awesome. Yeah, those were, those were fun. A lot of those were fun. Yeah, with a bunch uh, of different issues with no dialogue. Nope. Some of them were great. Others, they were like, they obviously just took the dialogue out and it didn't quite work. You know, like yeah. their characters are like some writers did a really good job of it. And I can't specifically remember the ones that weren't good, but I do remember one that I read and it was like, ah, there's no other way here for this character to do what it needs to be done other than to talk to someone. And instead they're just sort of like looking at him going, wah, wah, like, wah. like, why aren't you talking other than the rules are no dialogue. Right. <laughs> Uh, yeah, and also it was a real um, artistic challenge to, yeah. to, for the artists of those books to be able to tell the story without the dialogue to help was uh, impressive. They used to do that shit all the time, it, where they'd always like pick a little theme and just run with it for like a month or something. They're like, oh man, they were so fun. I loved them. Yeah. All right, all right, all right. Full line is open, you dudes. 
And ladies, love to hear from some ladies. We never do. I get it. It's kind of a sausage fest in here. You know, <laughs> what can you do? While we're waiting, it's toots time, kids. Gentlemen, it's toots. I just thought I would give you a little bit of more of my uh, thoughts on the Conan the Barbarian series now that the second issue is out. Okay, all right. I really like what they're doing here. I love that they have the map of uh, the Hyborian world I love on the inside and that they show where uh, the story takes place. That reminds me a lot of the original Savage Sword of Conan. Oh, 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 sorry. Yeah. What is going on here? Thank you for calling THN cover to cover. Caller, who this? Hey, it's Ryan. Hey, Ryan. <laughs> Our consigliere. What's up, Ryan? <laughs> Our voice of counsel, sorry, Ryan Forrest. Sorry, it's not a lady. <laughs> That's all right. It counts. Don't worry about it, man. What's going on? <laughs> hey, I needed to, I wanted to get our nerd bet uh, on record, and I wanted Joe Patrick's take on it, too. Let's do it. Let's set up a nerd bet. What do you got? Uh, the nerd bet we had about when the Fantastic Four is appearing in the Marvel Cinema Universe. Okay. Oh, all right. And all right. your call. Make your shot. Let's hear it. My my call is the kicker to Avengers Endgame. The final, mm-hmm. you're saying like the final credit scene? Yeah. <laughs> so, okay, let's clarify. Are you saying that we have actors cast, the entire Fantastic Four shows up, or are we just seeing the thing, a CG thing or something? Or I don't think it has uh, to be the full cast. I or think a hint. the introduction no. of the Fantastic Four. Or is it like I, a, just a number four somewhere or something four. like that? Like, where, let's be specific. I, what do we see? What, what I imagine is something like just like four hands stacking on top of one another. Okay, so or, something sim, some symbolic kind of thing. Yeah, like a, a launch pad with a space shuttle that has the number four on the fin. Okay. Something along those lines. A symbolic one. Yeah. yeah. Something that introduces the concept of the Fantastic Four. Not necessarily like I, here's I the actor that plays I can't bet Mr. against Mr. it. I would bet against it if you told me they were showing up. Like if we were going to see actors and actresses as the Fantastic no, Four. No, 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 no. It's, it's way too early for that. I do think we get some kind of symbolic thing. I agree with that. Joe Patrick. I don't. Joe Patrick says no. I don't think we're going to get well, it until the next phase. Two to one odds. I like that. So Joe Patrick, well, if, what, if he beats us both, Matt, you, Matt, you forget. You said they were going to make their appearance in Captain Marvel. I think we see an appearance of someone in Captain Marvel from the Fantastic Four. I stick by that. I do really? stick by that. I think we will see somebody, and I don't know if it's a thing or it's a Reed Richards or something along those lines. I think we see a member of the Fantastic Four in Captain Marvel. What I think I'm sticking with that. What I think is that Captain Marvel is going to um, is going to introduce the next uh, overarching storyline, which will be okay. Scroll Invasion. All right. Uh, for Phase Four, is it Phase Four? I think we're up to Phase Four. Could be five. It'll be Phase Four. It'll be Phase Four. Phase Nine. Right. Know. Yeah. Phase Nine. Plan Nine. Well, this is part of Kevin Feige's twenty-five year plan. <laughs> his his five million point plan. Yeah. Uh, I think that Captain Marvel will set off the next chain of Marvel movies, which will feature the Skrull invasion. I think that the culmination of that will be uh, something along the lines of Secret Invasion, where they reveal that people had been replaced by Skrulls, and here is how we've defeated them. And I think that at the end of that we will get the Fantastic Four. Wolverine will show up. 
Maybe. <laughs> no, Wolverine's not going to show up. Well, I mean, we're talking, we're talking years down the line. We're I mean, talking I get like that. four or five years. I mean, I suppose that's true. I don't know. Who knows? So, okay. So, nerd bet, clarification. Ryan and I both think there will be a, some, something they will, symbolic. They will hint at the existence of the Fantastic Four. The Fantastic four. four in the end. Joe Patrick in, says no. Game. I, think it's, I, don't, I think it's too early. And then Ryan and I have a separate bet that I say somebody... Fantastic Four. A we will, side bet, eh? We will see a member of the Fantastic Four in the Captain Marvel movie. I don't know if they're full on. They have their powers. I'm not going that far. But we see I would think somebody. N- I would think not because it's set in the 90s, but... Well, you know. Well, maybe and they took that would mean off they in the had, 90s and they showed would, up in the future. For them, it was years. We were exploring. It was crazy. Like, uh, it was 15 minutes they were gone, but for the Earth, it was years. You know, like... Mm-hmm. What, Ryan? Well, I was say, that means they would have had to have cast somebody at this point. Yeah, exactly. Doesn't mean they haven't. Could mean they're being very quiet about it. <laughs> in the chat, Patrick says, little, little did we realize Invisible Woman has been in all of the Marvel movies so far. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. And we all just lost. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. She's, she's, where they reveal like she's, she's the one that the... Uh, I can't even think of a, 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 a weird like happenstance that happens that can be explained by Invisible Woman being behind the scenes. Like, oh, oh, yeah, Scott shows up at the end of Ant-Man and the Wasp. He's trapped in the quantum realm. But when they show the Avengers trailer, he's fine. And he shows up at Avengers Mansion. He's like, hey, it's me. Uh, Invisible Woman's the one that, like, shows up on the roof and gets in the back of that van and lets him out. I'm putting it in the forums right now. I don't it's know. official. Nerd bet on. There All we right, go. Nerd bet on. <laughs> Ryan, we got a nerd bet here. Yeah. Good, good to hear from you, All brother. Right. Yeah, same. Take care, guys. All later, right. We'll talk to you later. Yeah, bye. Okay, let's go back to Toots Man. Where'd the Toots Man go? Oh, there it is. Phone lines are open. Gentlemen, it's Toots. I just thought I would give you a little bit of more of my uh, thoughts on the Conan the Barbarian series now that the second issue is out. I really like what they're doing here. I love that they have the map of uh, the Hyborian world on the inside and that they show where uh, the story takes place. How dare these people? We're just going to kill over here. Each uncovered a cover. That was insane. Caller, who this? What just happened? Did I break it? No, you there broke were like, it, there were like two calls coming in at the same time, and when I picked a better looking one, and it happened to be you. Hell yeah! Yeah, this Going other down, this other one's ugly as hell. You should have seen him. I'm just kidding. I have no idea who it was. I'm not shit talking to you. I don't know who you were. <laughs> so, <laughs> what do you want to rap about today, buddy? Hey, uh, I've been uh, cracking open my giant uh, Doom Patrol Grant Morrison omnibus. I wanted to love it chat so much. Some, uh, Doom Patrol. Let's talk some Doom Patrol. So, have either of you guys gone through the whole um, Doom Patrol before? I have read Grant Morrison's Doom Patrol start to finish, and I adore it. Absolutely love it. It was very Grant Morrison e. This is like, oh yeah, this is from a time. Graham Morrison went through a thing where he's like, okay, my stories are fucking wild, man, and super bizarre, and now I'm going to tame them down a little bit, and now I'm fucking wild and totally bizarre again, <laughs> you know? <laughs> so this would have been, I've been uh, post-Animal I had, like, Man, right? I a bunch of Morrison omnibus, so I was like, omnibi, I guess. And I've been, I'm, I, for probably about a year, I've been trying to mentally prepare myself to crack them open and go in succession, but um, it's amazing but it's so crazy and yeah. i've been going through a bunch of interviews with him to just like try to 
understand what's going on. And he was even, he wasn't even on drugs at this point. He was, uh, sober and straight edge, he says. Yeah. And, um, just young, crazy, Scottish crazy dreams. Like I've literally been waking up every night, just having the most bizarre nuts dreams. And so I just, yeah, want to see what your guys' take on it. And I, I used to love Grant Morrison. And then for a while I was like, yeah, I like him, but, and I kind of forgot how much I liked him. And then just watching, uh, interviews and listening to him on fat man and batman i just realized how brilliant he is yeah he's a genius the more i get into him but grant morrison is a treasure he he really is and i know there's people that get pissed off about some of the stuff that he's done and not everything was great like batman r.i.p was an example of something that didn't make a goddamn bit of sense final crisis <laughs> yeah final crisis barely made any sense but that's also not where he should probably be you know in a book like final crisis is not grant morrison's strong suit. You I know need what I to mean? reread that. It, it's been a long time. You don't. I kind of do. Do you? I feel like I do. Really? Yeah. Remember they were like, this is the bad guy. This is the bad guy. This is the bad guy. No, it's not. That is. The book is over. <laughs> yeah, I do remember that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What? I, <laughs> it's like, I, I hope you read those so two what? Superman tie-in issues because yeah. you're going to be real lost. Okay, on the subject of his Doom Patrol, though, it is one of my favorite things that he has done. I Love, love, love the old Grant Morrison Doom Patrol. And I remember reading it back in the day because somebody else told me. First, they were like, you got to read Animal Man. Animal Man's so fucked up and weird. And I remember it was Glenn Danzig who told me to read <laughs> Animal Man. In, uh, what? Yeah, there was like a Danzig documentary. His good friend, Glenn Danzig. There was a Danzig documentary. Yeah. <laughs> and like they were interviewing Glenn Danzig. And he was like, I get my ideas from a lot of violent comics like Wolverine. And I was like, I love Wolverine. He's like an animal man. I was like, okay, all right. I'm checking out Animal Man. And I read Animal Man, and I was like, this is fucking nuts. <laughs> it was crazy. Yeah. And then I picked up uh, Graham Morrison's Doom Patrol, and I had never read Doom Patrol, didn't know a damn thing about Doom Patrol. And it was buck wild insane. Like, at times, I didn't know what I was reading. Yeah. But, no, yeah. A lot. It doesn't make sense, but I'm not mad about it. No, so, it, it was also, supposed to be a character piece. It wasn't a plot piece. This was supposed to be a character piece. These are, they are like adventurers of the bizarre. So they are going to be just as bizarre. And it, oh man, it's so good. It's so wonderful. I can't imagine reading it month to month when it came out. Like it would just have been so odd but i've been so intimidated about the the invisibles and that's why i've been putting everything off because i've heard so much about it if you're going to mentally prepare me for invisibles is it along the same lines is it a little bit more like okay let me understandable let me, but just weird or what let me blow your brains out here invisibles is weirder <laughs> oh invisibles <laughs> is grant morrison at his highest point of weirdness like yeah. it does not it's get weirder than this. Peak, peak Morrison. Yes, this is high strangeness, and I love it. I absolutely love it. I cannot tell you what it's about. I can't tell you what happens because I'm still not fucking sure. I know that they're a group. <laughs> yeah, I know that there's a group of characters. I know things happen to them. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Invisibles is a ride, and I would love to hear what you have to say about it when you're done. Because I don't know that a book like Invisibles, like Graham Morrison's Invisibles, holds up as well as his Doom Patrol does. You know what I mean? Well, I hear there's a good podcast that just started uh, last year that's going through it, kind of issue by issue or like parts. Oh, really? So I think I might try to listen to it at the same time as going through because I just 
that might they help. also have that kind of like follow follow along book as well. Right. So what's it called? I just want to understand. Uh, um, shit. I can't remember. I'll call in or All right. put a let us know. And let you know what it I'd is. I'd be curious to sit down and listen to that. And like, that might make me revisit my invisibles. I have like the big, you know, invisibles omnibus thing. Oh, it's there. It's so cool. It makes almost no sense, but it's so cool. <laughs> well, I guess I'm not going to sleep well for another, uh, you know, two months, but, uh, I'm glad you, uh, at least mentally prepared me for it. Sleeping's overrated. Don't worry about it. You'll be fine. Just make sure you're, you're um, shifted while you read it. I don't care how you shift, but just make sure you're shifted. Okay. <laughs> <It'll happen>. <laughs> <laughs> All right, buddy. Good to talk to you. Yeah. Have a good weekend. All right. You too. Okay. Somebody else was trying to call in and they got cut it off. It was Patrick and he was offended that you said he was better, uh, that Ethan was better looking. I didn't know who it was. Patrick, call us back right now. Mm-hmm. Come on. Just do it. Just do it. He said he's not going to. Patrick, you big baby. That's it. I'm not calling back. What a crybaby. Ugh, fine. Then I'm killing the ringer and we're listening to what Toots has to say. Okay. We're doing it this time. Here we go. Gentlemen, it's Toots. I just thought I would give you a little bit uh, more of my uh, thoughts on the Conan the Barbarian series now that the second issue is out. I really like what they're doing here. I love that they have the map of uh, the Hyborian world on the inside and that they show where uh, the story takes place. That reminds me a lot of the original Savage Sword of Conan uh, magazine series. They always, always displayed the map. So that's super great. I also like that this story in this issue doesn't push the Crimson Witch story and the cult of Razazel forward really at all. But what this issue does, and it does it really well, is push forward the character. Uh, Jason Aaron really introduces Conan as an adaptable being, um, how he pretty much can just slide into any other culture and learn from it and master it and it just said a lot about him as a character like being on his own and away from his home and never really having a home but very easily fitting in with other people and it's a great relief to me that this story follows adjacent uh, to the prose story from Howard uh, Beyond the Black River I really don't want them to adapt stories that have already been adapted in comic book form. I agree. I love that Aaron is just kind of running along his own way. So then this leads into the question that was posed to me by uh, James Randall last week about what I would feed Conan if he came over to eat. Um, and I, I just popped into the um, show last week through the chat very quickly, and I just kind of spat out an answer, but I want to define that a little bit more. Now, when it comes to the meat, it would have to be bison. It's a leaner meat, right. packed with vitamins. It's going to help this dude a lot in his <laughs> adventures. And then as for uh, the the drink, it, it, I did some research. It would have to be The Stout, which is uh, the title of a stout beer from Zipline Brewing okay. here in Lincoln, Nebraska. It's very good. The ABVs are... Percentage is like 14-something. It's got to be the highest out of any brewed beer here in the state. So you got to give that guy a drink with a powerful punch. So he needs to eat and drink of 
Nebraska if he's going to be here, right? Fair enough. So there you have it. Uh, now to answer the question of the week, my favorite non-event uh, event that ran through a bunch of books has to be the Marvel 1993 annuals. Um, they each came packed with a playing card, a character card. Uh, yes. Every single 1993 annual introduced either a new supervillain, which is what they mostly were, or a few new superheroes. And they each came with a playing card that you could collect. I have no memory of it. As well. Yeah. I mean, we got great characters like the Uncanny X Men one is probably my favorite. I love Executioner. The I think Executioner he's such a cool designed uh, character. Yeah. I remember now. Um, but man, there's. Devourer and the Assassin and Dream Killer and Darkling and Bloodwraith and Nocturne and <laughs> God, this oh my the gosh. 90s. <laughs> the names of these characters are hilarious. But uh, yeah, that's got to be my answer. All right, guys. Thanks for uh, putting up with my Conan rambling. It's never really going to end now, so. <laughs> we welcome it. I love the new Conan series. Issue two was fantastic. Jason Aaron is killing it. I barely remember this event. Yeah, it was very playing cards. Were they, they were trading cards, not playing cards. Okay, just trading trading cards. cards yeah, um, yeah, like in the same way that like X Force One came polybagged with a trading right. card. Right. So, uh, yeah, uh, it was very similar to DC's Bloodlines in the sense that every annual that year introduced a brand new character to the Marvel universe, uh, and very few of them lasted beyond that annual. Um, but yeah, they came with a card that was, you know, about that character. Okay. I remember that. Yeah. Huh. I have no memory of this. Thank you for calling THN cover to cover. Caller, who this? Hey, nerds. President uh, Aquaman Superfan Patrick. You know that I think for you're... the third time. You know that I think you're beautiful, okay? This Stop is, it. This is my last attempt. You're lucky. <laughs> you're lucky you picked up. <laughs> so you have I an answer. To do today. You have an answer to the question of the week, though. No. I just saw you post it. That was a different Patrick. Oh, that was Patrick. Never mind. That was the goat. Sorry. My bad. I just saw Patrick. Yeah. I do you think all Patrick looks the same? Uh, no, no. I got well, I have plenty of fan, friends that are Patrick's. Okay. Jeez. Take it easy. Some <laughs> of my best friends are Patrick's. <laughs> I dated a Patrick once. If I was racist, I wouldn't have sex with Patrick's. Okay. All right. <laughs> uh, we both know that's not the case. <laughs> what do you want to rap about? Um, I don't have a whole lot today, uh, but, uh, yeah, the, the, uh, second Punisher, uh, came out, uh, which is super fun. I think I like the Punisher show than most people do. Uh, but that's okay. I'm all right with that. It's getting kicked around a little bit in reviews and I don't get it because I think it's really good. I I I love it. I love it. I think it's great. And most of the bad reviews that I've seen, like, well, Marvel's canceling everything. So this just seems anticlimactic. What does that have to do with anything? It has nothing to do with the story. Yeah, Shut up. Enjoy. It has nothing to do with the show itself. Yeah. yeah just enjoy this. Yeah. Enjoy the show. But no, I right. agree. I think it's been great. Uh, but my one big problem with it is uh, Jigsaw. Because uh, he's, he's not good looking enough. <laughs> he wish he was better looking. Hey, <laughs> Jig, Jigsaw needs to be super cut the fuck up. Yes. Almost unrecognizable as a person. Yeah. And I'm fine right. with the thing where like, oh man, his it's his mind is broken. That's cool. But break his face too, please. You know? <laughs> well, yeah, and when he and I'm sorry this is spoilers for anyone that's uh watching it's not that big of a deal, but you know, for the first 
few episodes, he has this mask on. He's like, I don't want to show my face or whatever. Like, oh man, it's going to be fucked up. Yeah. It's going to be fucked up. Yeah, they and he takes it off and it's like, oh, that's. You, mean, got little, you got a couple. You got a couple little stars. Dude. Yeah. 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 Like, oh come on. I mean, I I get it. It's TV. Like that actor wants his face to be recognized, and he wants you know to get future jobs I based suppose. upon this. Right. But but that is one of my biggest pet peeves in in movies and and shows is when the the show itself is is affected by the meta. Uh, you know, when they, like when you're watching a movie, like they wouldn't do that, but but well, because it's a movie, they are doing that. Right. You know, that's that bugs the shit out of me. Um, and in this case, cause I think Jinx is a cool character and seeing someone screwed up because Punisher doesn't have a whole lot of like super interesting looking characters. Cause they're mostly just dudes. Yeah. It's usually just mobsters. But, yeah. But Jigsaw, like, Oh, here's a chance to have like a cool freaky looking villain. And it's not. And also uh, like really his main nemesis. Like there aren't, uh, yeah. there isn't like a cadre of Punisher villains. That right, right. Yeah. Like he fucks with the Kingpin. He fucks with Jigsaw, uh, Tombstone, uh, maybe here and there. But like there isn't like a squad of weird bad guys like Batman. Bushmaster. Has. Yeah, exactly. And Bushmaster. Bushwhacker? Bushwhacker. Bushwhacker. He's the guy with the gun arm. Bushwhacker. Bushwhacker. Yeah. 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 He whacks the bushes. Yeah, he whacks them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, uh, I will say yeah. that does seem like a missed opportunity. I don't get it. Uh, yeah. Other, other than that, the, I, I don't know. I'm like six episodes in and yeah, it's, it's great. It's a fun story. It's, it's got a new, the interesting, a new, you know, villain for it. It's one of yeah. the appeared in comics, uh, who seems pretty crazy and freaky. So yeah, he's creepy. Uh, yeah. So it's fun. Um, then the other thing I wanted to mention real quick, because, uh, we never really had a chance to talk about it because you went on hiatus and then I went out of town and all this, but, uh, the Aquaman movie okay. every time, and I, I don't, I don't understand. It's like, whenever I see someone posting about it on Facebook, it's like, Oh man, this movie was so good. Loved Aquaman. It was the best, it's the best superhero movie of the year or whatever. And I like, I, I, I think that when we went, we may have gone to the wrong movie. I think so too. I don't because, think I like, saw what these jerks saw. <laughs> right. Exactly. Like, I don't understand. And you know, and that's not me being like, stuck up Aquaman nerd or, or whatever, because most people thought I would hate him from the justice league because he, you know, he's aqua, aqua bro, not Aquaman. Right. I was like, no, I don't, I don't give a shit. I'm into it. It's cool. If it's fun, it's fun. This movie was bad. It was bad. It was bad. I agree. It was just I a don't bad understand movie. How people like it. And no yeah. one's more disappointed than me. Like I went in like, this is going to be great. I'm going to love it. I'm going to have so much fun. And it was garbage. It was bad. And I don't buy the argument like, yeah, but it was dumb fun. No, I've had no, dumb fun dumb. with several Fast and Furious movies. Okay. I've sure. had plenty of dumb fun there, but the movies are good and I enjoyed them. They were, I liked the characters. I liked what was going on. I liked the stupid stunts. I, I was willing to swallow the pill. The pill that they want you to swallow in Aquaman is about the size of a fucking cantaloupe. All right. And you cannot right. get your mouth around it. And if you say you well, can, they, they, they don't even lying. want you to take it orally. They don't want to take, they don't want yeah, you to no, take it orally. No, they want you to, you know. they want you to run, jump and sit down on it. You know, yep. <laughs> uh, squeeze it yeah, up there. Butt drug style, you know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and, I, and I'm pretty sure we, we we talked about this probably after hanging out after the theater. My, my my biggest problem with it is that that was one movie that should have been five movies. Yeah. Like what? Where do you where do you go now? There's all the Aquaman lore, established lore, was kind of 
swallowed up yep. by this one movie. But yeah, it should it should have been like it's just like Aquaman the old Green Lantern discovering movie. who he is. It's just like Aquaman. the old Green Lantern movie where they're like, okay, here's the origin, here's a Green Lantern Corps, and uh, Parallax shows up, and then we have the War of the Green Lanterns, and then it's over. <laughs> yeah. Okay, you just gave me 25 years of Green Lantern story right. smashed into one movie. Now from Aquaman, what do we do next? Oh, he gets a fight with the guy in the robot costume that he already kicked the shit out of? Hook hand. You know, like, come yeah. on. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Had his hand getting sure. eaten off by piranhas. <laughs> so it, 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 could have, it could have been, you know, Aquaman 1, Origin, disposes uh, Ocean Master from the throne. Two is some other threat, but it's centered around finding the trident right. that, that he needed. Uh, there, there could have been um, uh, one, uh, a movie about the trench uprising. Yeah. Uh, there could have been a whole another movie they could about have done that in two. They, introdu- they could have done that in two where it's like, oh shit. Yeah. This stuff that we banished to the trench is coming back to haunt us now. And like, right, yeah. what do, the only way we're going to defeat it is if I can find this fucking trident so I can really take control of like the, the ocean, you know, the denizens of the ocean. And now I can full on talk to fish and we can ride them and do shit with them. You know, like establish it like that. Make the first movie, yeah. spend some more time with how fucking Atlantis sank at least, you know, sure. that was terrible. Just yep. terrible. Yep. Oh. Um, yeah, could have had a Black Manta movie. Uh, that I mean, that that should have been a movie all on its own. Yeah. Or you um, have Black Manta working behind the scenes the whole time, watching this guy and shit, yeah. and like what? dealing with Atlanteans that don't like him, you know, and like collecting right. tech and stuff like that. Like, if I'm gonna beat this guy, I got to be smart about it. I can't just go, oh, thanks for the gun. I'm gonna tear it apart. It's gonna squirt juice all over the place. I'm gonna make a black outfit <laughs> out of it that shoots lasers out of the eyes. Then I'm gonna get my ass kicked real quick. But then when right. I feel better, I'm gonna be like, I want to throw a knife at this guy's face. You know? <laughs> yeah. Come on. Uh- <laughs> Uh, introducing Zebel could have been a uh, you know a movie that well there, there's another thing Mira yeah like Mira wonderful to look at absolutely she's, wonderful she's gorgeous uh, yes but and, and this is probably going too too deep but uh, why does Mira have an A on her belt it doesn't stand for Mira it doesn't stand for Atlantis because nope. she's not from Atlantis nope what the fuck does it stand for I uh, hope I get to marry Aquaman one day. Um, but there, all American. I don't, I don't think there was <laughs> an Aquaman America, yeah. when she was first wearing that A. Yeah. So like it's just like maybe like, it stands for. That's just to show they're they're not even trying. Maybe not it to stands mention, for a, a, a like Atlantic Ocean. Uh, Atlantic Ocean. There you go. <laughs> not to mention they made Mira so powerful that she's more powerful than Aquaman. She's more, already more powerful, powerful than Aquaman. Aquaman. Yeah. So why Laura are we having? Why should you having any trouble with this? Why is any of this a fucking problem she, with her powers? No. Bullshit. She, she doesn't have the badass attitude that takes the rule of kingdom. Is that what it is? Is she, that all it is? She's a girl. Is that her problem? <laughs> no, she's not the, she is not the heir hey. to the throne. She can't take over the throne of Atlantis. Give she's me a not- break. Give me a break. She can stop that shit from happening. Fine. Don't take it over. Stop it from happening. She's not strong enough to fight an entire army on her own. Really? Because she does some shit at some points where she shows she obviously is, but then for the sake of the plot, we need her to be a damsel in distress. So she's not using her powers right now. It, come on. Weak. Weak and yeah, stupid. And why does she have them? Movie. Why does she have those powers? No mention of it whatsoever. How come Mira has powers? I don't, I don't have, have to wait for the Mira standalone. Movie. I don't have the slightest clue. <laughs> oh, God. And nobody else does. Nobody else has those powers. 
She's the well, only I mean, Atlantean that can do it. Why? But she's not Atlantean. Okay, fair she's enough. She's Zabellian. I agree, but they didn't mention any of that. No, no I, I know. I mean, we know why she has those powers, but it, yeah, for moviegoers, yeah. there's no... Regardless, uh, I, yep. this is something I end up screaming about for the next 20 minutes. Patrick? I liked it, so suck it, nerds. <laughs> <laughs> I had a good time watching it. Joe Patrick it's even not a good it movie. was fucking terrible. No, it's not a good movie. Friendship over. Friendship over. First, you don't take my calls and you drop this shit on me. I am not in control of the soundboard, man. I'm sorry. <laughs> Patrick, thank you for playing. It's always nice to talk to you, buddy. Yeah, later, nerds. All right, Patrick. go later. Uh, all right, we okay. got like shitload of voicemails to get Killing here. this ringer, and we are getting to our voicemails. Next up, we got James Randall here. You missed one. You missed uh, Mark. Oh, yeah. No, I think we already played this one. No, this is from yesterday. So oh, no. oh, oh, never mind. Never mind. Okay. Hello, this is Bob from Earth. Still doing this. Recording on behalf of Mark. <laughs> Mark is currently unable to speak in any known human language. We already heard it's this. It's complicated. Mark and I have recently watched the Earth crime film Aquaman. Mark described the experience as like having a compressed version of every blockbuster in existence rammed into your eyeballs simultaneously. Couldn't agree more. This is ironic as he no longer has eyeballs. His visual system has been altered and is now based on arrays of cells under his skin which sense electromagnetic radiation. Events in the film happened at such a pace that Mark started to experience a lower state of consciousness after the first 40 minutes. That happened to me too. By the one hour point, Mark's five section face had started to open and close involuntarily, and the digits on his four limbs began to twitch spasmodically. After 90 minutes, a thin stream of acidic saliva was emitted every time his mouth opened. (laughs) After two hours, he experienced the first seizure and had to be placed on the floor with his visual receptors facing the screen in order to experience the final part of the performance. The plot was relentless. Events which in any other film would have constituted major developments would happen, then the film would move on and they would barely be referred to or even remembered by the characters. Absolutely. For example, the Ocean Master had a surface world submarine stolen so it could attack a meeting of Atlantean leaders and cause a war with the surface. So many things happened subsequently that it got forgotten about. There were also plot elements so stupid I think they may have done permanent damage to my central data processing core. <laughs> On the good side, if you ever felt yourself getting bored of the film went in a direction that you didn't enjoy, it would change a few minutes later, sometimes into a completely different film. That's absolutely true. And Julie Andrews played a giant squid. Mark still occasionally thinks he must have dreamt that part. Mark finished the film feeling that it had beaten him into enjoying it. <laughs> Our joint rating was three out of five. Any score of three or above is a recommendation, but the film comes with a warning for excessively absurd content and the risk of permanently lowering the viewer's intelligence. (laughs) One area where Mark disagreed with Matt is Matt's assessment of the actor Amber Heard's ability. Mark believes Ms. Heard encountered the following obstacles. Dialogue that no sentient creature would voluntarily say aloud. Yes. The insertion of an explosion a giant carnivorous creature into every scene where she appeared. True. A wig visible from orbit. <laughs> Despite all this, was heard battled on to give the character of Mirror at least a modicum of personality. The recommendation for this week is the BBC podcast series The Case of Charles Dexter Ward. 
This podcast is a modern retelling of the HP Lovecraft story of the same name. The podcast is performed as if it is an investigative documentary looking into a series of strange disappearances and murders. That is all for now. I am totally into that, and I'm going to listen. Those beeps are on the recording. Okay, I was wondering. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Okay, so yes, furthering what we were just talking about. It was uh, nonsensically stupid and <laughs> insulting. And if you didn't like something that was going on in the movie, don't worry. The movie's going to completely change in the next 30 seconds. Thank you all. <laughs> all right. Jimmy Randall. G'day, nerds. What is up? Jimmy Randall here. Now, I'll admit to being a bit confused by this week's question. So my answer is what I always respond with when I don't fully grasp the question. And that is maximum carnage, baby. Maximum carnage. I don't know if that's right or not. Does maximum carnage fulfill the criteria for this week's question? Okay, hold on. Joe, Matt, pause. Why doesn't it count? Because it was a multi-chapter story that you had to follow from issue to issue, from book to book. Couldn't you just read the Spider-Man stories, parts of it, though? No. It was part one in Amazing Spider-Man, part two in Spectacular Spider-Man, part three in Web of Spider-Man, and yada, yada, yada. All right. This, does maximum carnage count? Nah, you know what? I don't care. That's actually not (laughs) what I want to talk about today. Today, I have a hot take on Spider-Man Far From Home. Now, strapping kids, this is probably going to be the nerdiest shit I've ever put on the internet in my entire life. Oh, I doubt that. All right, so Mysterio's in the movie. We got Mysterio. Now, they're going to have to go with the whole he's a special effects sort of wizard dude and he's playing the role of the villain. You know, he's pretending to be the hero. Right. But I don't think he's a special effects guy like from the movies that concept doesn't work so here we go i think mysterio is a mystic like doc strange now in the in the trailer you see his hands and he's all like you don't want none of this and he shoots out like those green smoky blasts like it kind of looks like there's little crazy cryptic triangles floating in front of his hands yeah now is he using shiar technology or stuff scavenged from the battle of new york no because we've already seen a villain co-opting alien technology to further his agenda in the character of the Vulture from Homecoming. So perhaps it's kind of the same angle, but from a magic point of view, like Mysterio's a bum, he sees that magic is real in the form of Doc Strange, learns a few tricks, and boom, he's off to the races. Major giveaway is his cape. In the MCU, it seems only cosmic and mystic characters get to have a cape. You know, Doc Strange, Vision, Thor. I just hope whoever designs Mysterio's costume gets a crack at Dr. Doom when slash if they ever introduce him. All right, that's me. Later, potatoes. Uh, Happy Australia Day, everybody. Bye. What is Australia Day? I swear they just make up holidays down there. We oh, make, please. We have an Australian team at, at work, and every time like a holiday comes up, they're like, oh, we got an Australian holiday we got to help out with. And we're like... What's this one called? They're like, it's like, oh, it's like Jingle Durger Day or something. You know? so <laughs> like, it's, hu- what? <laughs> it's a hug a, hug a koala bee. <laughs> koala bee. Yeah. I, okay, so let's talk about that for a second. Mysterio. No. If I don't think that that's If he's magic, do you, do you like it? Let's say it is. Let's say that's what they're doing. No, I don't want him to do that. I don't want him to do it either. No. No. I want Mysterio. Like, I understand, like... Uh, I want him to be in the, in the wild and woolly 1960s, like who so, movie special effects. Ooh, right. You know, it's like, okay, that Mysterio had like robots with like costumes on and yeah, shit. Yeah. Like it was, it was ridiculous. Yeah. 
but like they explain it as he progresses in the comics. He can, he's got like hologram technology right. and he's got like gases that make you hallucinate. And, and who's to say he stuff? didn't see Dr. Strange and be like, I bet I could make it look like that. And he like, you know, a little triangles come out and everything. He's like, yeah, see, I'm totally magic. I'm doing that. Like, but no, he's faking it. Yeah. And I, I, I think that he's a, uh, yeah, I think that he is going to be some sort of master of illusion. I'm with you. Yeah. I think so too. Well, that's what I want. Yeah. Anyway, that's what I want too. Thank you though, Jimmy. Intriguing theory about the cape though. Yeah. He's got a good point. He does have a point. Everybody that has a cape is either a god or a magician. Yep. Or some sort of cosmic. Yeah. 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 We'll see. Mm-hmm. All right. Jason Sachs. We love this guy. How does he even have time to do this? He's got his own podcast. Now. I don't even know. Seriously. All right. All right. Hey guys, it's Jason Sachs. Uh, so I'm calling in with my answer to the question of the week this week. What's the best uh, crossover that kind of stands on its own so you don't have to read the whole storyline? Um, my choice, uh, okay, so I'm kind of like doing the 1990s book promotion thing, um, is Amalgam Comics from 1996 uh, and 1997. Right. Um, so Marvel and DC did this cute little gimmick where they combined their characters into one individual character. So we got Superman versus or plus Captain America equals Super Soldier. And we've got uh, Doctor Fate plus Doctor Strange into Doctor Strange Fate. There's some fantastically fun comics that came out of that uh, run. The Dark Claw, which is Wolverine plus Batman, is so fun. And there's this really Loved cool uh, one-shot issue that uh, is drawn in the style of the old Batman animated. Yep, oh, that yeah. was the second year. Oh, yeah. There's Amazon, which combines Wonder Woman and Storm. That one was uh, great, my too. My favorite was Spider-Boy, which uh, obviously yes. is uh, Superboy plus Spider-Man. There's a hysterical uh, Superboy team-up comic with glorious art by Jose Ladron that uh, has just those endless parade of combined characters. I don't it's remember It's wacky that. and super fun. It was the second uh, year. Comics are really easy to find in the cheapo bins. And, you know, even the worst of them, are really a tremendous amount of fun. You know, whether yep. you're reading X, X Force, uh, uh, whatever it is. I, I can't remember the X was. Mr. X, Dr. Doomsday, Thorion of the New God. It was Magneto and the Magnetic Man. Magneto and the Magnetic Man. Where yeah. he fights Sanicide. It's all super fun and um, one of the best uh, standalone crossover comics was ever. It called X? Thanks. Hope you guys are doing great. See you later. It was like the Teen Titans and the X Men, and they was mashed it, them up. I, I think it was just called X Force. Was it called X Force? Which is stupid. But that was pre X Force comic, too. No, it wasn't. It? No, no. No, you're right. It would have been post. Because X Force was like ninety one or something. Yeah, like that. yeah. Uh, there was JL. There was there was JLX. JLX, which was a that. different team book. Um, yeah the the Spider Boy team up. Uh, was drawn by Ladron, and he meets the Legion of Galactic Guardians 2099. And every character is a matchup between a Legion of Superheroes character or a member of the Imperial Guard or the Guardians of the Galaxy. It's amazing. Fair enough. Yeah. Fair enough. I don't remember. I don't think I read that one. Okay. I'm not sure who this is. It's our final voice. Uh, I think it's Ketnerd. Oh. Yeah. Hey, what's up, Joey, Matt? It's Ketnerd. Yep. Um, walking the dog. And yeah, just calling in for cover. For, yeah, yeah, blah, 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 blah. For cover <laughs> to cover. Um, but yeah, I'll just hit you up with a quick uh, answer to the question of the week. Uh, Act of Vengeance, I loved that crossover when I was a kid. Um, and I really do kind of prefer those all apart crossovers. 
uh, I think maybe the other best one that I can think of is was already well covered back in the day on the um, you know the previous incarnation of Cover to Cover, and that's Amalgam. Amalgam. Two votes for Amalgam. You know, this yeah. was a great mixtape of Marvel and DC. You could read what you were interested in and really not pick up anything else, and you could still completely get the idea and enjoy what you wanted out of it and leave the rest. So I think that's up there and maybe right under that DC 1 million. So anyway, since this is my first voicemail on the show, uh, I'm going to leave it at that and I'll try to uh, talk to you guys next week. All right. Have a good one, guys. Bye. Nice job, Kettnerd. Love you. Stole my answer. Uh, yeah. DC though, 1 million. That uh, is my answer. Really quick, just a, a couple of uh, housekeeping notes. Uh, the name of the book was X Patrol. X Patrol. And it wasn't the Titans. It was the X-Men. It was X-Force and the Doom Patrol. Okay. Uh, be, well, and also the Teen Titans, because the main character was named Shatter Starfire. Oh, God. <laughs> and um, uh, the, the Colossus character uh, had a mask on because his face was disfigured. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and then there was... Um, uh, changeling and beast. And I think they may have just called him beast boy because he just looked like the beast, but he was green. Fair enough. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah. X patrol. Uh, and then, uh, Jimmy Randall says Australia day is kind of like, uh, American Thanksgiving. Only there's more beer and snoochie boochies involved. Oh, no kidding. Okay. So uh, they just get like totally jacked and, and high. Yeah. <laughs> I guess <laughs> I they get totally crunk. And they celebrate Australian independence. That sounds dope. Yeah. Uh, Amalgam is like, I really shouldn't have used uh, uh, Acts of Vengeance as, as an example in the question, because really right. that's probably my answer. But if I had to pick another one that I, that I loved as much, it was, it's Amalgam uh, and DC 1 million, though there was a main miniseries. There was. But it was only four issues. And, and you didn't have it, to read it. it it did its own thing. Yeah, you didn't have to read it at all. Yeah. I did, and I loved it. Now, some of the one million... Was uh, that Morrison that did that miniseries? He did, yeah. Yeah, Grant Morrison. Because he was writing JLA at the time. Yes. Uh, some of the one million issues did tie directly into what was going on in yeah. the main story, um, but all of the all of the tie-in issues could be enjoyed independently. Yeah, it was just a, uh, it was an image of the hero from that book a million years in the future. Right. And like the Hour well, Man book. Well, not a book. million years in the Well, future. not a million, yeah, but yeah. Yeah, yeah. But, oh, man, the Hour Man story was so friggin' amazing. It was awesome. It was the android from the future, where he was from. Well, yeah, sure, but yeah. he didn't have his own book at the time. No, he had a four-issue mini that was in there, though. It no. was, yeah. No. There was DC 1 million Hour Man. I know there were, or that, no. or he starred in the main he was, book I'm thinking He of. joined the JLA after DC, or around the time of DC He came DC out of the, the miniseries, you're right. Yeah. Okay. Um... But yeah, I mean, I do love the Android Hour Man. Uh, the the uh, the Hitman issue, yeah, is amazing. They're so good. Uh, it was, it's about these kids that in uh, in the future, like you could just get these patches that gave you whatever powers you wanted. Like if you wanted to have the powers of uh, 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 the Human Torch, not a good example because that's Marvel, but for right. example. Um, uh, and there also was like a time travel element where they accidentally teleport Tommy Monahan yeah. to, to 85,271. Yeah. Some characters were images of them in the future. Like Robin was a robot kid. Yeah. Like future versions. Yeah. And then some of the, yeah, and some were people that were just accidentally ripped out of their yeah, time right, into exactly. the future. Well, and, or some of them were just like, uh, like the Starman issue dealt with, um, uh, 
uh, the star man of, of the future, uh, going to steal something from Ted Knight's observatory. Yeah. Um, but anyway, the, the hitman hitman was so good at dealing with its event tie-ins where it basically was like, Oh shit, the sun went out. Anyway, I, at least we got beer. And so they're just hunkered down in the bar. Yeah. And they're just like, like Oh, well, it. like they barely even mention it in the hitman in hitman 1 million. Uh, there is a scene where somebody gives themselves the power of, um, gunfire and they accidentally turn their ass into a hand grenade. <laughs> Uh, and, and then at the end to teach him a lesson, I think Tommy, uh, teleports Etrigan, the demon to the future to destroy them. That happens. Yeah. It, it's so good. It's so good. Uh, but yeah, DC 1 million. I really love it. it it's, it was it's one of the better great, modern events. Yeah. And it was just handled so well. It was a ton of fun. I mean, like, oh man. And it had such a happy ending. <laughs> it does. Yeah. It does have a really good it's ending. Such a yeah. Sweet ending. Uh, uh in the chat, Patrick asked if there was an amalgam collection. Yes. The, in fact, yes. they, um, so DC published half of them and Marvel published half of them. And so there were two trades, each collecting the company's respective. Right. Issues. I don't know if they're in print anymore, but they, oh, they were man. out there. I'm looking at all these covers. The Kronos, that was great. Remember the Creeper 1 million was awesome. Ugh. Ugh. It's just so good. All right. That's great. We had a good time. We got to get back and we got to finish our other show. God damn it. Thanks to everybody that called in and played along. We love you guys. We don't have a show without you. We would love to hear from some, some ladies. And it's not because we're lonely or we want to perv on you. We just want to talk comics with you. Okay? Promise. Before we get out of here, Joe Patrick, mm-hmm. I need you to set up the new question of the week for these jerks. I've got it. All this right. week's question comes from James Kaplan. What is your favorite on-screen portrayal of a superhero character? Not necessarily what is the best performance. Rather, what performance most closely approximates what you think the character should be? Is there an actor or actress that really seems to embody a superhero or villain? And conversely, is there a character that no one seems to be able to get right? That's a good one. I like that question a lot. I like this one. That'll be fun. We will be exploring this not next Saturday. I have to work. I'm sorry. Oh, yes. So we're announcing it now and we're not waiting to the last minute. Two weeks. Not next Saturday. I apologize. I'm working next Saturday on a project. Nothing I can do about it. Real life. A secret project. Sucks. What can you do? We had a good time. Give us a call next time and we will play along. We will have our regular show hitting this Wednesday. But for now, this is the two-headed man. Signing off.